Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello, welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope you are very well. Today, we are diving into a really important topic. And I think if you've clicked on this episode and you're going to listen to it, I really suggest you maybe get like a pen and paper out and just maybe have a journal or write down thoughts that come up as you listen to this, because I'm going to talk about it in two parts. So I'm going to talk about it specifically to me, because I suppose some people are interested in that, but I'm also going to talk about it specifically to you and how you can create your own. So what I'm talking about is what does success look like for me in my business and then how you can create your own set of success metrics and how do you build that around you know what you're doing and the reason we're bringing this up and I'm talking about this is because I have a lot of questions a lot of conversations and questions from people that come up around how do I know what I want how do I know what the bigger vision is now that's a separate episode in itself around like vision and understanding truly where the business is going but in terms of you personally and understanding what you want this episode will kind of, in half ways, I think, give you a kind of understanding around that and help you to think more about what does it mean to you? Because ultimately, before people come and start working with me, they kind of need to know what success is to them. Like, what are they trying to build? What's the goal? What are they trying to figure out? And I can figure it out for them once they have, if they give me a set of parameters of I want my business to look like X, or I want, you know, this is what success looks like to me. It's a lot easier for me to kind of then do my job and help them really create and craft a business that really lights them up and feels amazing. And so today I'm going to talk about, you know, especially if maybe you have an alternative approach to what success looks like or the kind of generic way that society deems someone to be successful doesn't sit with you and doesn't kind of, I don't know, maybe you feel like you just don't fit in with the world or maybe you want a different approach to what society is kind of dragging as a main message. Maybe you're neurodivergent. Maybe you have a chronic illness. Like there can be so many reasons as to why you want to create your own success metrics. And it also might just be because you want to. Like, why not? You don't have to have a reason for it. Um, And so that is what we're diving into today. And that is what I really hope that this conversation is going to kind of encourage you to think further than maybe you have previously. So let's just start off, as I said, with my kind of what does success look like for me in my business? And I'll just talk you through kind of a few items. And I haven't actually like, it's not scripted. I've not really wrote, I've got a few points here, but not actually points around what success means to me. I thought, John, let's just riff on this and see what comes off because that's probably more authentic and meaningful to you listening. So success in my business, I definitely say is different from what society may deem to be, you know, successful. Um, You know, I am successful. I I love my life. And I think for me, that was the biggest success metric for me. It was, do I love my life every day? Do I wake up every day excited to, to get to work? Do I want to work? Do I feel really passionate about what I'm doing? Do I get to the end of the day and feel like, oh, that was good. And I've helped someone. Um, for me, a success metric is impact. And so for me, it was like, you know, do you get to the end of the month or the year or the quarter and feel like, yeah, do you know what? Like, this has really helped X, Y, and Z person, or this has really moved something. That kind of, for me, there's a lot of, it's feeling, it's thought, it's energy. You know, do I 
feel like my time's been well spent. There are, you'll notice everything I've just said there, none of that is really money-based. Um, and obviously money's important. <laughs> it makes the world go around. We need money. And I love money. But I don't have a lot of success, success metrics around money. I just personally don't associate with that. I don't feel connected to it. And I know some people do. So if you do, that's really great. Like, go for it. Don't let anybody make you feel like you shouldn't because that's not fair. Like, you should go after it. But I'm just speaking honestly for myself. For me, that's not a success metric. And I think the main reason is because I see firsthand what happens and how... how the money and as a figure and as a number means pretty much nothing in the sense of, you know, people can come to me and they make a million pounds, seven million pounds, 500,000, whatever they want to make a year and they'd be miserable and they'd be unhappy and they feel unsuccessful. And like, there's so much that we could dive into there around this correlation between money and happiness and that not being the thing. Now, I also am an advocate for saying like, I hate when people say, oh, money doesn't make you happy because I argue that it makes your life a hell of a lot easier. And I have seen that, you know, over my business journey of running two businesses, like I, my life has transformed and what I'm able to do and what the opportunities I can kind of say yes to and, and what I've, every day that I have an option of, I do this or I do that, like that has come from making money. It's come from being successful. Not And, and that's what I wouldn't have had if I'd set up a not-for-profit. And I think it's really important to make that clear of like, you can understand and acknowledge and feel really passionate about what the power of money can do for you but also not feel 100% connected to it in the sense of that being a success metric so obviously for me it's like you know we make money is it in profit you know do you take money out of the business like those sort of things are important but I don't personally have it where like I've got to make a million pound I've got to make this I've got to make 10 million I want to be building that like none of that sits particularly with me the other stuff does the feeling the excitement freedom is one of the biggest success metrics for me of can I well one when I look at my calendar do I have space space in my day to think space in my day to be you know do I have time off um am I able to switch off from work that is one of the biggest ones for me I would say so for me the biggest success metric is I don't know if it's the biggest but it's one of the biggest is can I take time off out of my business and not panic about the business? As in, not worry about cash flow, not worry about money coming in, not worry about clients, not worry about sales. Just, can I just take time off? And can I just like be at peace? And that has been the biggest thing for me, especially this year. And, and you know, I think what I want to make clear in this episode is success metrics will change for you as time goes on. Mine have become a lot clearer and some have become very clear over the last year. Um, and for me, that whole one I was just describing there about switching off and taking time out of the business. This year, I that was kind of like one of my goals of being, and we'll talk about this at the end of the year, maybe around like what my goals were for the year and stuff like that, because I know I normally do an episode on that. But around like, for me, that was taking time out of the business and what I've just described, so I won't repeat it again. That was like my big thing. And, you know, it's now July. And this year I've done that on a scale of nothing else before in terms of how much spaciousness I've had how much freedom I've had how much like no stress I've had how much time I've been able to completely detach from work and detach from me as the business because I know a lot of you are in the same position where you know you chose to name the business after yourself or you choose to you are the business you're a personal brand you might be someone who you are the one that kind of spearheads it that can be really difficult for people and this year that's been a real intentionality for me and you know I'm happy to say that we're in July and 
every single week of this year, I have taken time off and been at such utter peace, like I talked about earlier. And that is so free and <laughs> so exciting. And that makes me feel really successful, right? Like that for me is everything I could want. Because for me, I don't want to get to a point where I don't work. Like for me, retirement's not something that I'm like a big thing. I don't want to retire by the time I'm 40. That's not a goal for me because I love my work and I think I'll always work to some degree. So for me, it's about, well, what would I do otherwise? And for me, like this is the life I live now. You know, I live in a way that is so in alignment to myself and my values and also helps people that make so much impact in the world, which is beautiful and amazing. And we do that across various different you know, avenues and and different sort of projects. But I get that time and space to be me. And I get that three days a week, right? So just for context for you, like I work Monday to Thursday, Friday I have off, Saturday I have off, Sunday I have off. I have three days off a week where I totally switch off. This is not just me, like I, and, and then why, this is why I'm saying it's a journey, right? Because over the years, this has, this has taken me time to get to. Over the years I've had, a month off when I've had to, completely switched off. I've had weeks off. And I've, I've documented this through the podcast over the year. So we've been doing it. Um, you know, I've had various bits of time where I've taken time off. I have a holiday, you know, at Christmas, I take my break and I take three weeks off at Christmas or three and a half weeks, depending on the year. And I totally switch off. And that has been the case for, for years. But what has always been a bit more tricky was this every week being able to completely switch off and not think about work at all not message the team, not do this, not do anything. And this year I've done that. I've done that every single week and I have no issue with it. And by the time I finish on a Thursday, I'm like, I'm done, I'm out. And on a Monday I get back and I do it. And those four days I hammer through. Now, do I work hard for four days? Yeah, boy, do I. I am like not really available for much else. I'm like head down, go, 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 go. Um, Because I choose that, you know, if I didn't want that, I wouldn't have to, I could design the business to not, but I like that. That's what I want to do. I love work and it feeds my soul. But having those three days to be all the other roles I need to be in my life. And this year I've had to, you know, I've got some other labels and other roles that I've kind of taken on. And I have now because of various circumstances, which has meant that I've had to, I've needed more space in my life than ever before. I've needed more time. I've needed more time for me. I was ill at the back end of last year when I took my three weeks off for Christmas and I'm still kind of I never got better, really. <laughs> I did, but I haven't fully recovered. Um, I think I had COVID, to be honest, but I don't know. My, you know, it's one of those times, isn't it, where no one knows anything anymore. But you know, my health this year has been—it's been tricky at times. And I was saying this year, we're only seven months in, so <laughs> sounds like we're doing an end of year review. We're not, but I'm just—I'm giving you context because I just hope that this helps someone and maybe helps you to just feel a bit more human because I know often when we talk about success and you listen to podcasts it's all about like numbers and money and growing this and team size and things and I just want to talk what it means to me so yeah this year for me has been huge in terms of you know I felt massively successful because I've been able to take three days a week off and not think about work at all um you know sometimes I might want to but that's a choice sort of thing um but to be honest it doesn't really happen because it happened at the time of I've been needed elsewhere in life um inevitably by the end of the year that will shift slightly because as we get to Q4 I then do work sort of some Fridays not every Friday but there's a couple of times where I will work because I'll be traveling or I'll have a speaking thing or you know there'll be there's things happen towards the end of the year but on the whole like so far this year I've had so much time off which has been beautiful and that's a really huge success 
metric to me. And this has definitely evolved this year and I've be- it's become clearer to me, which is really beautiful. Um, when I say change, it's not that they have changed the concept of change. It's more so just about how does it present myself? How do I be able to measure it? How can I acknowledge it? And that's been, I've been really present around that, which has been lovely. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of what success means to me, I would say time and freedom is, is just huge and massive. Um, space and spaciousness is is really important to me so being able to you know just feel like there's that time isn't chasing my tail and I do like that during the work week right so like during the week don't get me wrong when I'm Monday Thursday when I'm working I'm time blocked I'm back to back like I've got everything going when I say back to back I don't have meetings back to back but I have things that I'm doing back to back so I really enjoy the fast pacedness but I also need to slow down in the weekend and I need to just take time for me and that's really important the no stress thing is really key for me because I have an illness that when I'm stressed it gets even worse which doesn't help and so I can't be in a high stress environment um some people would laugh at me because they'd laugh at my life and my business and say you are in one of the most high stress environments which I'm not at all but it's supposed it's all relative right and it's what you're used to but in terms of me there's certain types of stresses and stress that I just cannot bargain with him work. Nothing, no amount of money is going to make it worth it for me is essentially what I'm saying. So there's certain things that I just don't get involved with, don't do, don't pursue because it, it's not going to work. It's a jarring conflict and peace against what my own success metric is and what maybe a business ego kind of desire might be. And those two have to kind of meet in the middle. And that's where I kind of have to just grapple with things and kind of be like, okay, well, which which do we want in here? The other success metric, which I think is possibly one of the biggest and is a one that's external to myself and is for others, maybe, but not not that I'm saying that the success metric is for others, but I just mean the impact is others, is impact. So the impact that I leave on the world um, and for women, right? Because all of my work that I do is, is, is aimed at women. And if men enjoy it, and if you're listening, hello, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. But um you know, I work with with women and women are part of the mission at May James. They're why I do what I do. Like I'm so, oh God, it makes me cry. It's, it's, it's such a passion for me. The impact is, is for me a lot, it is everything. And, um, you know, how we measure impact is, is tricky at times. There's, there's many different ways that we try and measure it and that I look at it and I understand if we are doing that or not. Um, but for me, impact's really important about, you know, what is that? Because it's how I spend my time and it means like it's actually doing something in the world. It, it goes beyond me because I don't particularly like it being about me. The business and the brand is about me, but that's just because it's a vehicle and it's a facilitation tool for others to connect with and to then see impact in their own lives. Um, and so things like this podcast is a huge, massive, you know, success metric for me to feel really happy with that you know, the message and the education that I share is, is, um, is really meaningful and is working together. So it's not just about the people who work with me and the clients we have, although that is a huge part of the impact that we create. There's other things that really add to me feeling successful in terms of the impact we make. And one of them is this podcast. And when someone comes up to me and says, um, you know, I listened to the podcast and it is amazing or I've listened it's part of my um CPD like my continuous professional development like they use it as a tool I get a real lot of happiness from that um and maybe not something I really share but that really matters to me because it means that my work is 
is helping people and that's important um and I've talked before about why we have this podcast and why I believe in it so strongly and and you know part of that is because I want to make it free I love that it's accessible um it's something that we create that I ask clients and I suggest to clients that they use through our time to working together and beyond it as a kind of companion with them because I believe that the content we share in it is of a level and of a quality that is you know I'm happy to share with people and I'm like you need to listen to this it's really bloody amazing and it complements our work really well and it was like instead of just having a private clients only podcast it was like no we're gonna have it and let everyone have it and let everyone have it for free and I love that because you know someone had said to me once um I feel like I am your client and I you know they have a routine they have a ritual around listening and I know there's a few of you who listen so please come and tell me if it's you but some of you have said like I have a ritual on Wednesday and I listen to the podcast and they have this whole thing and they have a candle lit and they get this and they get their notebook out and they they spend that time and for me that's huge right that may that makes it worth it because I it takes time to do this and it takes you know time out of my diary and all the rest of it but that for me is really important um because not everyone can afford to work with me not everyone wants to work with me and that's fine but making sure I have a really meaningful long-term way of people to take in my work and use it and and apply it to their life is the best thing and if anyone ever says like oh I listened to this episode and I actually did something and now I went and made the sale or I've done this I've done that like that to me is like a real lovely thing to hear and to to feel into so that is kind of my thought process what success looks like to me and my business and I'm happy for it to evolve and change as time goes on and um you know, I'm happy for it to to kind of move and, and see where it goes because it inevitably fluctuates and that's okay, right? This is a living and breathing thing. It's a living and breathing set of metrics. It, it needs to constantly like be tended to and kind of being like, oh, what does it mean today? And what does it mean for you in two months time? And I think today I'd really love and the rest of this episode, I'm going to talk about, you know, what do you want to create as your success metrics? What are they? Because if you have these, it's a real helpful tool for a compass almost in your business, a moral compass and also a decision making tool. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of things that come up where I have so like an opportunity that will come up and um, I want to do it. But then I can't because of X, Y and Z reason and it conflicts with the success metric. Right. And there's um, mainly that is because of my chronic illness and less so to do with the success metric but it kind of all impacted each other because obviously the reason that some of my success metrics are what they are was because of um you know my chronic illness the other thing actually I should talk to you about maybe that would be interesting on the impact pieces if if that's important to you as well is I look at it also from a team perspective so I'm really love we have a lovely small team at May James who are all freelance and um some of those are amazing businesswomen who run their own businesses and, um, you know, have all sorts of things going on. And then there's others who um, are freelance and they're only freelance with me or they only have like one or two clients and things. And um, they're earlier on in their career. And that's a really lovely thing. I really love that. I really love being able to sort of watch people grow and to not so much mentor them, but just to kind of see there and be there as a structural thing. And, you know, as people have come and go in the team, uh, over the years I've you know supported people with various things and job moves and starting their own businesses for example or like there's just been beautiful things and conversations and helping people navigate life things and that to me is really meaningful um I really love that and I, I take it quite seriously in the sense of you know 
I learned early on how impactful very short words, conversations, reflections, check-ins with people can be. They don't have to be long. It can be a sentence. It can be a message. It can be a give someone 10 minutes of your time. But I really have seen what that can do for people and really helping people to progress in their lives, whether that's personal and um, professionally. You can have a lot of impact with that if you have a team, regardless of whether they're employed or whether they're um, freelance. And that has been really beautiful to see, you know, the small part that I can play in some cases more bigger, um, you know, for people to grow. And it's also worth noting, I suppose, as well, in terms of team, many of you know that my sister works for me and she works with me across both of my businesses. Um, and she started doing so when she was very young and she's now 16, nearly 17. Um, and that is a huge success metric for me. You know, I remember the God, years and years ago when I could pay her was mad, you know, paying her out of the business um and she started working not in May James in the other business that I have you know that was years and years ago when I I remember I still remember now when I was like yeah come and work and do that and that was immensely exciting and, and that progressed and she did more and then she um came to May James and does stuff there and so now gets sort of two um pays a month like two separate you know payments and she sends her invoice every month so every month I just it makes me stop and think and smile because you know she's we we she learns so many skills she's such an incredible asset to the business um but she gets a lot out of it and um she has over the years as she's grown up from both businesses learned a huge you know a, a big skill set and um I really believe in the impact of that and that for me like those kind of small things that some people will look at and just discard and laugh at for me are the most meaningful for me are the ones where at the end of the year and I do this every year at the end of the year once I've got my three months three weeks off I get on the couch I drink a lot of champagne <laughs> I um, have a lot of time I just sort of lie there <laughs> half day state for a while on an evening and I do a lot of reflecting and I might even read a book because I don't read many books um during the year but at Christmas I you know I kind of read and these things that I'm explaining to you today are what has what really for me come up and and feel that sense of success and really I enjoy it and I think god yeah like we've had a good year or it's been really meaningful or we're doing really good work and that to me is so immensely important I it means the world to me um and that's okay. I want you to, I want this episode for you to really feel like it's okay, whatever your definition is. You might listen to me talking today and think, I don't get anything she's saying. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. It seems really boring. It seems really like, oh, whatever. Okay. Like, that's fine. That's great. Like, hopefully this episode is either going to be like, you say, oh, I think I resonate with her or no, I really don't. And my success metrics are something completely different. And I want you to create something different. Don't take mine and be like, these are mine, because they're not. Like, sit with it and sit with the process of working out what does it actually mean for you. Um, in terms of you creating yours, let's just move on to that, because I could rattle on about me all the time, but I'm never convinced how much you're that bothered. I know some of you really are, so that's why I have given you <laughs> mine instead of just walking you through a framework. Um, but I've got a few thoughts for you to think about in terms of creating your own. So hopefully by now you've kind of wrote some things down, things might have popped up as you've been listening to this episode. And I've got a few things for you to think about. So 
you need to understand with this that you have lots of time. Do not panic. I think with success metrics, people get really like, oh, it's all going to happen really quickly. Or they deny themselves some success metrics because they haven't, um, like they can't, they're like, well, it won't happen in a month or a year or five years. So it can't be my success metric. Don't think about it like that. Think about this long term and think about it as like your lifetime, your career. What would be a success metric to you? Also, allow for the fact that this is going to change. So things will evolve, things will change. What you value now might not value, or, you know, then, or you might have wrote something flippantly, but then actually that becomes the main thing and that's totally okay. But just get out on paper everything that you can think of around how would I feel successful? What does success look like to me? When would I know that I'm successful? Am I already successful? Why do I not feel successful? Like, these are the questions I want you to really sit down and ask yourself and see what comes up because I think this is a really good exercise. I, I know it's a really good exercise. That advice think Bullshit. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, I know that this is such a powerful exercise that changes people's lives. This exercise alone can like completely change people's lives. It completely changes how they think. It's like, fuck, like, why haven't I been thinking about this? And then they're like, yes, okay, right. This is what I need to do. And things become easier. Clarity just becomes flowing in because they're like, wowza, this makes total sense, me. So really just dive into this. Think about what do you value? What do you value in life? What do you value in business? What do you value in your life specifically? Just have a think. What do you value? I then want you to think about what does happiness mean to you? What does it mean to you? Like, what actually is it? Because for some people, it's like a certain car or it's, you know, buying a second house or there's something really tangible there and there's nothing wrong with that. If you've got that, and I definitely have things on like a goal board, you know, that I want in the future. Like I definitely have material items. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Write down, what does happiness mean to you? What does happiness look like? And then I want you to think about what are your then success metrics? So what are they? From those things that you've listed out, and you might want to pause this episode whilst you do it and then start it again. What are your success metrics? Because I think we need to get clear on that. Yeah, it's really important that you understand, like, how are you measuring your success? What does that mean? And then if you already have success metrics, or you've already got a good idea, or actually you've now created them, I want you to think about what have you stopped valuing over time? What did you used to value that you don't anymore? Or what would have been on that list but isn't now? What did you used to measure? Was there something in your business that you used to measure all the time? because that meant something to you. E.g., for example, some people I know, this is followers. Some people are like, success metric for me is that if I got 100,000 followers or a million followers or 50,000 followers or 10,000 followers, that would feel like a real success moment for me. And then some people are like, I've stopped, I've stopped measuring it. I'm not bothered anymore. <laughs> some people are like, I don't care, not interested. And so I want you to think about, you know, what have you stopped valuing? What have you stopped measuring? Is there a reason why? Because often we forget about the stuff that we've stopped doing because we're always thinking about the stuff we are doing. So think about what is it that you've stopped valuing or measuring and why? Why, 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 why? We need to know why. Then, once you've got your success metrics, in order for this to be somewhat 
and I hate using the word life-changing, but you know, I, I'm being honest, some people have done this exercise and it has completely changed things for them. So let's just go with the fact that, you know, this has the potential to really change and shift things, should you wish to. I want you to then think about your business as a whole and the functions in your business and think about where is there completely things out of alignment? Where is the, where actually you're doing one thing, but what you're saying your success, success metric is another and you're like, this is just so jarring start listing those out, list out where that doesn't work. Where is this not balanced? Where is it like, whoa, this doesn't make sense. That's where you need to start thinking about what is in my business right now? How is it structured? How is it designed? How does it operate? That is not making sense with what my success metrics are. And then you'll probably not be surprised that your next step following that is to go and start changing and tweaking and moving things that need to be changed. So where isn't your business set up to support you in achieving your own success metrics? And get a list of them going and start looking at, do I need to tweak them? Do I need to change them? Do I need to overhaul them? Do I need to remove them? Out of those, what sticks for you? And work out, okay, well, I need to change that or I should move this. And there's your answers. Like your answers will be pretty kind of solid in there. Again, I'm not saying make loads of rash decisions. I'm not saying like rip your business apart because you might not need to. But just sit and have a think about, you know, like, okay, well, does this need to change or can it be tweaked or why isn't that working or how do we do things differently? And that is your kind of like game plan. That's your game plan for this about creating your own success metrics. I want you to do it. Please come and tell me when you've done them. Let me know if something random came up and you're like, oh my God, this is a success metric and it's so I can like go and buy a tractor or there's some like wild thing that you're like, this is my success metric. Like, come and tell me. I'd love to know. I think it's really fun. I love hearing people's success metrics because I love how different and nuanced they are. Um, it's really, really exciting. Um, and I think it's also, I just want this to be a permission slip that you can get comfortable with not chasing the numbers. If you're someone and you've sat through this episode and you thought, you know what, I felt like I've had to, in order for me to be a proper business owner or to have be a real success or for in order for my expertise to be really solidified, I've got to earn X amount in their revenue. I've got to get the business to X amount point. I just want you to give you a permission slip to be like, you don't. And you really don't have to chase the numbers if you don't want to. And if some of you are struggling with that in your head because you've got a sort of rationale and you've got quite a process-driven head, I just want to remind you of something here. It's just an observation I had this week. Um, people can make lots of money. <laughs> people can create lots of revenue from various different ways. Some people will find it easy. Some people will find that hard. Some people will have certain circumstances that make that a lot easier for them than others. That making revenue in itself does not make someone a good business owner or not so good business owner. You can see this as evidence and proof if you need to find sort of visual things to, to prove yourself this. On Go and listen to podcasts. Go and listen to people who interview other business owners right? People who interview other business owners who have done like really big things. I'm talking about the kind of like big glossy podcasts of the world, right? You can go and watch them. And these people, and this is not to bash people, okay? These people are beautiful people. They've done amazing things. That's great. However, in terms of business acumen and running a business and being successful, whatever that means, obviously was what we've just been discussing today, you can really see that people can have fast growth, they can make loads of money, they can make the revenue, they can run a team of 50, 100, 200,000, however many you want to talk about it, and their business acumen be very weak. Or they really don't actually understand what the hell they've actually built, or they don't really get 
sort of how they've got there or they've gotten there but by various other means that is not discussed um i'm trying to word this without being rude because I, I don't want it to be um all i'm saying is is go and observe people when you observe people you will realize that money and revenue and, and turnover and profit and having those as kind of like success metrics and how you put other people on a pedestal potentially is very weak and it's very damaging and it's very sort of well, it's not very reliable it's not very valid either right and i'm not saying this is the case for everyone obviously like you know <laughs> some people have done mega things and it's because they're absolutely bloody amazing at business but just be gentle with yourself and remind yourself that just because someone's got a title of like i've made this i've done this this happened i did this six years ago or whatever like doesn't mean that they're any better than you. Doesn't mean that they're more successful than you. Doesn't mean that they know more than you. Because a lot of business owners I work with um, are more sort of apt in business or more um, have a stronger business acumen, let's say, than and, and make a lot less money than some of the other people who, um, you know, earn X amount of money and may be perceived to be a certain way. I hope I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to, I don't want to make that too boring and, and dull. Sorry. I don't know. I feel like that was maybe not a great thing to end on, <laughs> but I think some of you will know what I mean. Like some of you, when I say don't get, get comfortable with not chasing numbers, you're going to be like, yeah, but I can't like the numbers are the numbers. And I just want to re like reiterate to you. Why do you want the numbers? What specifically about the number is going to make you feel more successful? And some people are actually like, because I just want to. And that is 100% okay. And if you've got that feeling, bloody go for it. And I can help you with it, right? You know, I help people who are like, man, I want to make like 10 million and it's going to happen. And I want to do a million or, you know, I've got clients this year who were like pushing for a money goal. And I'm kind of more invested than they are to some degree <laughs> in terms of the actual figure. Like, and it's like, I totally am here for that. But I'm also here for the people if you're like, do you know what, actually, I don't think the money thing is for me and actually it's something else. And that's 100% okay. Anyway, I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. And sorry for the kind of unhinged elements of this where we just completely went off track. Um, I hope you take care, have a very well. I hope you're very, very well. Um, and I will speak to you in the next episode. Tune in, go and listen to another. We've got so many amazing episodes now in the catalogue. And also, if you are a listener rather than a viewer um many people don't actually know that the podcast now gets uploaded every wednesday onto youtube so we have a youtube channel it's may james um and if you type in like may james business it will come up um on youtube and you can type in the honest business podcast and it will also come up and you can watch these episodes now i wouldn't recommend that you necessarily do because to be honest it's just me sat recording an episode <laughs> there's nothing really fun to watch or look at and often it's me blowing my nose or um itching my nose like i'm doing now so just a thought process though they are there if you wish to consume them via video and you find that easier or you like to just use youtube um they are there if you'd like to go and check them out Take care. I will see you next week. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind the scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. 
that's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.